0: Good afternoon. My name is Nicolette Parrish. I am the project manager for Central and South America and the Caribbean. I am going to record my first podcast today and tell you about one of my favorite projects in the region. Um, But before I do that, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on Central South America and how it pertains to national security interests for the U.S. and why we're working there. So just to start off, when people initially think of Central and South America, they think of the beaches, the rich history, the culture, maybe salsa dancing or the TV show, The Narcos. Um, But what they don't think about are maybe the drug trafficking organizations, the criminal organizations that are a threat to national security interests. The highest cocaine production in the world comes out of Colombia, second Peru, The highest homicide rate in the world per capita, Honduras, Mexico, El Salvador, Venezuela. There are failing states in Venezuela. ISIS recruitment, foreign fighters coming out of Trinidad, opioid crisis, marijuana crisis, Guatemala, Bolivia. Ultimately, these issues happening in Latin America are security challenges not only there, but that means that they're security challenges to the U.S., why? Because we're connected by land. Because we're connected by our society. Because we're connected by our security. These very intricate drug trafficking routes that are established in Central and South America lead all the way up into the United States. The weak influence of states by China and Russia and Iran, they expand their influence and they challenge our democratic principles. These drug trafficking organizations, these cartels, dissidents of these criminal groups, all of these nefarious actors are threat networks that might have ties to terrorism. Ultimately, the main effort is countering these threats, preparing to stop them before they actually reach our nation's borders, before they destabilize our partners, and before they undermine our security. So it's really important for us to maintain those relationships in the region. I'm going to go ahead and tell you about one of my favorite projects. It's actually one of the first projects that I have worked on. And it was in Linares, Narnino, in the southwestern part of Colombia, near the border of Ecuador. I was working with a U.S. Army team as they prepared to um, promote their partner forces, the Colombian military and the Colombian police, as they worked into these vulnerable villages in major drug trafficking routes to counter the influence, their negative activities, and then also counter the youth that are being recruited into these illegal organizations. So as they were working down there on the ground, they had identified a agriculture school that was right on this major drug trafficking route. And as they went into the school and they interacted with the youth, they realized that they had a very robust and productive agricultural course that they were using computers that would link them to a university in Bogota, and they're really outdated. Seeing that these kids were taking the initiative to go to school and to learn and alternate to illegal crops was the first light bulb moment for the U.S. that was working in the area. For starters, they needed to have more of a continued presence in the region to prevent these illegal groups from operating in the area. And what, a, what not a better way to do it than to engage with this school? As they understood some of the vulnerabilities and what they were lacking, such as the computers, they put in a request through their government channels in order to receive the funds to help the school. However, it was going to take about a year to a year and a half for them to receive the funds to buy the computers to help the school. So, With that gap, they realized that they would miss that opportunity to kind of gain that influence in the region and prevent these threat networks from operating in the area um, and recruiting the youth. So they reached out to Spirit of America. They called me and they said, this is the issue on the ground. We're working at this school, but we don't have the funds in order to buy some new computers for this agriculture school. So I got down on the ground. I met up with a team. We drove about three hours on this unpaved, beaten down road. I wouldn't even call it a road. I would say it was a trail into this village that was in this valley. And we got in there and these children, they have not even seen or met many American people before, let alone a blonde white, blue-eyed female. And so they all came running up to me and calling me Shakira and hugging me. And it, it was just a really fun moment for me to see that these kids have never been, you know, immersed or they haven't even seen other cultures or other people from other countries. So I was able to walk around and see some of their greenhouses that they've built I was able to see their coffee farms where that's where they learned their math. Their math class was counting the coffee beans and the coffees that they were producing in the farm. And then from there, I was able to check out some of their classrooms and see these outdated computers that they were working on where three or four kids per computer would try to connect to this university where they would teach them new education on livestock and then uh, education on uh, ecosystems and then It it was just a really empowering school, and I loved getting to see firsthand what they were working with. So after the assessment and after understanding the U.S. military's objectives and how they were going to achieve those desired effects, we donated seven computers. The program was so successful that after three months, there was a 15% crime reduction, and there was a 30% participation of, of more kids coming to the course. We decided to donate seven more. They asked for 14. At first we thought, well, let's just first start out with seven and see how the program goes, um, and then from there we can donate more. But this is just a really positive example of the relationships that we build when we're down on the ground. This project helped to build the partner force capacity, the Colombian military, the Colombian police, as they worked in the area. It helped to provide a presence in the region and show the local people that their government was there to help them. It not only did that, but it helped to provide a new resource for these children so that they could Use these computers so they could connect to this university in, in Bogotá, so that it would they could learn new practices for agricultural um, farming instead of using illicit crops or growing illicit crops, and then it also prevented them from being recruited into these illegal organizations because there was a more positive security. Influence in the region. Altogether, it was one of my favorite projects. I loved getting on the ground. I loved meeting the kids and seeing the school and seeing their greenhouses and their coffee farm and understanding that while they had very little resources, they made the most with every single thing that they had. And it's a huge thanks to our donors who support these types of projects. And it it really is a true depiction of connecting the local people to their government and facilitating that. So I really enjoyed it. I really loved operating in that area with the team and I'm looking forward to other projects just like that.